I just had a really hard day. Hard day? Please. Hard for Lynn Searcy is, is getting up before noon. Hard for Lynn Searcy is figuring out what TV show to watch. Hard for Lynn Searcy is deciding whether or not to take a shower that day. And today you made the wrong decision. Maya, I... Now, now let me tell you about hard. Hard is for people out there who haul themselves out of bed every damn morning, all right? To go to a job they hate, just so they can come home, go to bed, get up, and do it all over again the next day. Okay, it's finding the energy to spend time with your kids after you've worked all day, made dinner, then have to clean up after some raggedy ass moochin' squatter you had to take in because the job you hate doesn't pay enough. Raggedy ass, yes. Mooching, maybe. But squatter, I paid you rent! <laughs> Welcome, welcome back to Oh Hell Yes, a girlfriend's podcast. Today's episode that we're discussing is called Inherit the Len. Original air date 10-20-2003. I'm Nettie Smith. And I'm Etsy Rowe. And uh, we're going to get into the episode. Oh yeah, written by Kevin and Michelle Marburger. But I'm super excited because we I did mention I was talking about this before we go into the episode. I went to Lovers and Friends, Woo! the Lovers and Friends Fest in Vegas, and guess what, Etsy? It was real. It was real in the flesh. Ooh. It was in the flesh. I saw all them people. Well, not all of them. Maybe like five of them canceled, but they replaced a lot of people, like the people that, that canceled. Like Eve couldn't be there because she just had a baby and everything. Brandy got sick. So she couldn't go. But most of them were there. Uh-huh. And this was a real thing. They didn't take my money like I thought. Like, they didn't, like, <laughs> scam me. Um, that's why Etsy didn't go. She ain't want to be scammed. I said, child, uh-uh. I work hard for my money. I was like, damn, wouldn't it be so cool if you were here? So we had a whole group. We had, like, five of us. It was, it was so fucking cool. And, you know, I, it was a two-day festival. We went the second day. And... I heard that the first day there was like some incidents, some there was some things that went on. It felt like they were getting their sea legs. They they just it was kind of crazy. They didn't have stuff organized. Um, uh-huh. They were like, oh, you can't bring water. You can't bring umbrellas. And it was hot. It was over. It was about 100 degrees, just about 100 degrees both days. Mm. And how much how, how, how hot did it feel? That's the question. Well, here's the thing. The first day there was no clouds. from what i was hearing the second day when i went it was overcast so it was still hot but it wasn't burning you know okay so that was good and so the second day since people like were getting dehydrated the first day and passing out and stuff they changed the rules and said you can bring water in and they were giving out free cold water the whole day like on the um from the bars and um the security guards were giving them out bottled waters to the crowds as um as the day went on and it was so much more so much better and it was just the most amazing experience like maya jodeci lil cam were my favorites uh-huh jodeci was actually way better than i thought and so many other celebrities came over to jodeci stage just to watch them like janelle monet was there on the side of the stage watching jodeci Ooh. um janelle was on the side of the stage listening to jodeci and you can tell like really tell that Janelle is a super fan of Jodeci because 
Janelle ran on stage, pulled a little mama, oh. and ran on stage with a mic and started singing um, Fiendin' and you got freaking you yeah and tweet tweet jumped on stage too like all everybody was there tweet usher was like two rows in front of me singing oh. too like it and jd it was just such a celebration of r&b and it just reminds you of the times when like we gatekeep this shit like back in the early 90s this was our thing yeah. we could tell like people like we could be like nah white boy we ain't finna sign you cause you you wouldn't be marketed right like mm-hmm. that's what John B had to be up against when he first well he was there too mm-hmm. day two but that's what he was up against when he first um, got signed or was trying to get signed as a singer which I love John B and no shade to John B I know you don't care much for him no shade no I love tea. me some John B okay I ain't throwing no shade I'm just saying <laughs> There was a time when this was ours. And yeah. nowadays, the white people tell us that we can't, when we can do our own music, they're the ones that sign us and decide that we're good enough. I'm they market you. our shit better than we market our shit nowadays. Somewhere along the way, we lost it. And we've lost that, that, that power to really mm-hmm. gatekeep the shit. That's number one. And also the talent ain't really hitting the way it used to. And we can That's go true. into that and like very big point. Yeah. People ain't singing no more. They not singing. Was singing. Niggas was singing. Niggas was performing. They wasn't trying to be rappers. They um, had choreo. They yes. had outfits. They had vocals. And they wasn't out here. They was singing. They wasn't lip syncing to the vocals. Nope. Nope. They was singing. They was, oh yeah. They was doing all that shit. You know, they, they don't come from the church no more. That's the they problem. Don't. They don't come from music school no more. They come from like the, um, the middle class, upper middle class, uh, prep schools. SoundCloud. And think that they can, um, <laughs> and they decide, uh, yeah, I just want to get by on my looks and mm-hmm. the fact that I got money for and my I got followers. Mm-hmm. That too. That too. So, it just brought me back to that time. Maya was great too. Maya just you can tell she loves what she does. She has a lot of joy in her. She's performing. so underrated. Maya is so She's underrated. So underrated. Like, I was talking to somebody about this the other the other day and I was like, yo, you know what's funny? How like they used to low-key clown Maya about her voice back in the day because she wasn't singing like Brandy or Tony oh, or any that. or them niggas. I mean, it makes sense though, yeah. I mean, but now, her voice bitch, is different. Don't you niggas wish y'all had a Maya? The fuck? I wish that somebody was out here singing like Maya. I mean, I guess you can kind of say Kehlani. Oh, oh, oh. It's a no for Kehlani's, me. Kehlani's kind of like, kind of got that tone. Kind of, but it's still, it's not, you know, we talked about this vegan mac and cheese you know like <laughs> what the fuck does that mean oh like like Kehlani's vegan mac and Maya's you don't like, want the calories fuck. the dairy or you don't like what <laughs> you know it's funny because Maya's full vegan right you know Maya Maya's full vegan she is she, she eats she like is. yo she is serious about it yeah and it's not just her diet like she she uses cruelty free like products and stuff she's really Shit. really serious about it and the food that she be putting on her instagram that she be eating i'm like girl that ain't even real food it'd be great it look like she, it look like she dug it up from the floor like the ground outside <laughs> but she like it so it does about it good i guess <laughs> um the things i wish that they would do better at this festival 
well, it was too fucking hot. So it was it was like about 100 degrees. They need to figure that out. Like, I mean, you can't control the weather, but like, let's not have it in May. You don't do it again. Let's bring it to winter. November or, like, or something. At least a month earlier, because literally like a few days before we arrived, like the first few days we were there, it was nice and cool. Oh. It was like 70. And then those two days, for some reason, those two festival days, it just shot up to 100 out of the clear blue sky. So did you see that girl who bought some shoes from Shein and then the shoes melted while she was at the festival? <laughs> oh, my God. No. <laughs> you didn't see that? Oh, I don't think I sent this to you. Oh, I thought man, I did. I got to look that up. I want to see what that looked like. But I can't sh- imagine shoes melting unless they're just made out of plastic. I, I don't, you know, Shein with, with with the cheap materials, but the shit was a heel and it melted by the time oh. the day ended and she was at that festival. Yeah, girl. She must have been at day one because that's, that's when it was cooking. That's when the sun, ain't no clouds to hide behind. It was just cook, cook, cook. So were you, were you able to bring umbrellas the second day? Yeah, the second day they allowed them. The first day um, in the notes it said no. No water, no umbrella. And then I guess they got a lot of complaints the first day and they were like, fuck it. You can bring umbrellas and you can bring waters. So you can bring your own bottled water, right? Not, not, not the, yeah. the actual Had bottle, be, but like an like, actual like plastic bottle of water, oh, not like okay. a, um, a water bottle, like a Zephyr Hill. Well, I guess not Zephyr Hills. What do they have here? Poland Springs, Poland Springs. One of them cores. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah one of them so shits. they had initially they what they say, two bottles per person is what they said but then when we got in they were giving out waters in the Mm. crowd so they had bottled water and they had this brand of canned water that was on ice you go to the bar and just ask for it and they'll give it to you free and it was nice and cold yeah for free okay to the point where all day i had to say no at times because they were just so giving it out so much which is a good problem to have well i love that um, Let's give a round of applause for that, for the free water. They figured water. it out. I'm happy they figured it out by the time my, my people got there, because I don't know what I would have done with the sun beating on me. They didn't have any shade areas? Like, no shade? They did, but they didn't have enough, because it was like 60,000 people there, and Jesus. they didn't have enough shady areas. 60,000 people? Yeah. Damn. How much, how much was Maya getting paid for them sets with 60,000 people? I know that's right. I don't know. Oh, how I know that? <laughs> but uh, it was so great. Lil' Kim was great. I wasn't even there to see Lil' Kim. Yeah. She performed right before T-Pain. And I went to the main stage to see T-Pain. And I got there a little early. And she was just finishing her set. And she was great. Mm-hmm. She had the crowd in her hand. Yeah. Lil' Kim comes from the old school back when they had artist development. You know, them niggas, they, they couldn't come out without knowing how to work a crowd back then. Yeah. Man, <laughs> what a time. What a time. I couldn't, I was going to call you and show you, but there was no cell service in that area. Like, once we hit the festival grounds, there was no cell service. So, <gasps> the first day, I went on Twitter thinking, okay, I'm going to see some videos of people posting shit. And there was barely anything. So I'm like, is this thing a fake or what? Yeah. Like, what's going on? And then someone tweeted that there wasn't cell service. So I was like, okay, that's why you're not seeing no videos of like, yeah, it was pretty crazy. And it was hard to find your friends because if you separate it from your friends. It's a wrap for that. I don't know how they did it before cell phones because. Good luck, Charlie. Listen, <laughs> this is what they used to do. You see this stage right here? If y'all get lost, 
meet back right here by 8 p.m. And if y'all not here, we're going to wait for 15 minutes and then... And then we leave it. See ya. <laughs> y'all going to find your way home. It's fine. Right? We know where we're going. We know we end up in the middle of the night. We know where we're sleeping at. So... Right. You find your way there. Like, <laughs> damn. Anyway, yeah. It was a great time. I would go back if they had other artists um if they do it again i'd go again that was such a good lineup though it was so good that i thought it was fake i know because it seemed too good to be true yeah well i'm glad that it was fucking real i said it was real look at god god is good (laughs) (laughs) because i would have i would have been out about two hundred dollars yeah that would have been sad if it was fake so that's lovers and friends i know we went on a little long guys but i just want to tell y'all for all y'all haters i thought it was fake it was fucking real and it was awesome except for the the cell service the heat and there was a lot of trash on the ground too but you know that's a festival for you yeah i mean sixty thousand um, people it is what it is yeah so that was that so uh let's get into this episode without further ado it is called Inherit the Lynn, and it's a, it's a really big Lynn-centric episode. So I'm going to get into this cold open. It starts out with, uh, at Skia, with Joan talking on the phone to Tony. Tony's not there yet, but she's talking about uh, how her and Brock spent most uh, the most incredible night together. And he's the love of her life, which, all right, girl, sh- sure. And uh, right afterward, he had to go and get up and go to Cannes, the Cannes Film Festival in France. And then we see Tony arriving while she's on the phone talking to Joan. And she's like, Cannes? He just went to the Cannes? No cuddling? No jewelry? That's just wrong. And she's like, no, it's, it's Cannes. Cannes, France. And Tony is like, oh, no, you mean Cannes, France. Huh? tony always wants to correct somebody like she's well traveled like oh my god she says jones fresno is showing because she don't know how to say it and they go back and forth and tony pulls out her phone and i guess she calls a french friend forgot his name but i'm assuming he's french because she says some french shit on the phone Mm -hmm. but see this is before smartphones now smartphones you could just pull up like youtube and find somebody talking about it or or even just Google. You just type in cans and then you press the, the mic. And yeah, then the that mic shit button will, and let it play. Yeah, that shit yeah. will pronounce it for you. <laughs> mm-hmm. See, back then you just had to argue until someone knew a friend that could speak French, I guess. Right. So, uh, <laughs> Tony calls the friend. He tells her it's pronounced can. And uh, she hangs up and Joan says, what did he say? And Tony says... He said your mama. And that's the end of (laughs) the cold open. We're back to having pretty good cold opens. Nice. So uh, next we see Maya at college. She's at the the financial office, I believe. Yes. She has her tuition and she finds out that it's up 30%, Shell. And they didn't even tell her. The nerve. They must have not have thought that she was going to come back or something. So they didn't know. tell her? Because she's been gone for a while. She has been gone for a while. And it, they didn't make it clear, like, how long in between. Like, has she been in and out of classes and out of semesters? We don't know. But later on in the episode, she says that she's been trying to go back to school for nine years or something. Since she'd been out of high school. Yeah. Yeah. 
I guess she might have took some classes at first once Jabari was born and then realized she couldn't sustain it and she had to get an actual job. So she had to drop out again. Mm-hmm. But the the guy at the counter is being an asshole. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm here to pay my tuition. Congratulations. You can read the sign that says pay tuition here. <laughs> You're going to be a real credit to the university. Um, Why this is be like that? This is very real. When when I saw that, I was like, yeah, they're all assholes at the financial aid office. They don't give a fuck about nothing. It is very much a pimpo relationship. Oh, well, bitch, you ain't got the money. That's that. You want this diploma or not? Like, yeah. <laughs> a pimpo relationship? Mm-hmm. It's very I much that. I love that. I love that description because it pretty much is. Why do you think they're always so mad? I don't know. And this is this is something that I have heard people talk about. I have experienced myself in the financial aid office. They're always very bitchy. And it doesn't matter if it's a man or a woman. They're always bitchy as fuck. And I'm like, why are you so upset that I'm trying to get him a fucking education? Like, did you not? <laughs> the fuck? Yeah, it's like, I'm sitting here trying to figure out a reason. Maybe, like, they get so many people that come to them with so many problems about not being able to pay and trying to get discounts and blah, blah, blah. So they're really just cold. Mm. And they're overworked and underpaid. Mm. I mean, that's a lot of jobs in in America. So, I don't (laughs) know. That's America. (laughs) I'm like, I'm just trying to figure it out. Like, because... As soon as dude started being rude, I'm like, oh my God, this is real. Like, this is fucking, I know this. Like, bar for bar. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. <laughs> bar for bar. It's real true. By the way, guys, the guy playing the financial aid guy played another character on this show in like season one or two. I know, that's right. You better get your money, financial aid guy. <laughs> <laughs> he was the yoga guy who kept feeling up Maya. And now he's paying a bitchy-ass financial aid officer. Yeah, I was like, I know this guy. And then I saw a tweet, and they mentioned it in the tweet. I'm like, damn, damn, that is the dude. Because he got that weird, that weird, tinny voice. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, they never notified her. She says that, and he goes, well, consider yourself notified. Mm -hmm. And then Mm -hmm. we move on to the next scene. So Joan and Tony are talking on her couch. She announces that Brock is flying her out to Cannes for the weekend. Ooh, I know that's I mean, right. Well, that's a long flight to just be spending the weekend there. Yeah, it is like kind of five long. or six hours. I'm not gonna hold you, but I just mean, just to hey, spend the weekend. It is what it is. Hot girl life. Well, yeah. <laughs> you getting flewed out, I guess, for free. So <laughs> no complaints there. And you about to get digged down too. So you gotta enjoy that that the the. the, the, the. <laughs> <laughs> so she wants to know if tony's gonna house it because they're supposed to be um coming to install her high-speed internet mm-hmm. mm. and they need somebody there oh that's bougie for the time bougie mm-hmm. streaming oh in the early 2000s Ooh, yeah. i know that's right you got money all the way from bangkok apparently we find out later on in this episode <laughs> so tony said uh she don't want to be doing all that house sitting shit. She don't do that. She said, um, go ahead and ask somebody who ain't got, got nothing else going on. My girl, Lynn. I know that's right. <laughs> she don't got nothing going on. Um, so she she's like, it's really cool that I, I can stay at your place because then I can use that time to work on my uh, proposal for my documentary, my next one. 
hopefully she gets it so she can start paying Joan some rent or anybody some rent, somebody some rent. Do we know where she's staying at this point in particular right now? She's staying at a shelter and she's lying to them that she's 16 um, and pregnant and and down <laughs> and out. It, that's right. And she's probably like lying to them about a whole lot, bunch of a whole other stuff. <laughs> that's actually, yes, I remember she says that. So that's what she's doing. And uh, so she's going to be house sitting uh, for Joan so they can uh, install her high speed Internet. Mm hmm. So the next we're at the law firm and William has some great news for Maya. It's some type of grant situation for finishing her education that um, she was supposed to finish or submit for, but she didn't get a chance to. But William says, oh, well, they let you rock and you got the money. <laughs> and he <laughs> he gets her the they money in rock. cash. Yeah, they let you rock. You know, you, you work here, whatever. And he gives her the money in cash. And Maya's like, um, why is it in cash if I really got the money? It would have been maybe a check or something. And mm-hmm. then that's when she figures out that William is the one that's actually giving her the money. So, yeah. He's dumb as hell for like, you trying to put this con on that uh, they let her rock, as you say. And he puts cash in the damn envelope. Like, bitch, really? You really think she was going to not realize that these these uh programs don't give you cash for this shit like william you could have easily made it a check and like called it a day yeah she gives the money back because she realizes it's from william and he's like no no take it you really deserve it and you want to go back to school and everything and she's like i'll just apply next year and he says he wants to give it to her because he'll spend his money on stuff he doesn't need. I'm like, shit, well, that's a that's a good problem to have. Okay. I wish I had that kind of money, but okay. I didn't know what to do with it. So much money, he don't know what he's doing it, so he he wants to pay it forward. Maya, you should have took the money. I'm talking like this is a real person. You take the money, and if you feel some type of way about taking it because it's free money from your friend or et cetera, et cetera, um, you could say, okay, I'll pay you back in increments or some shit. Bitch, you better take that yeah. shit. Yeah. Especially he telling you he don't know what else to do with it. Right. And you know, with that kind of logic, he could he could fund Lynn's documentary. That's if he don't know what to do with his money. So if anything, okay, Maya, since you don't want to make it like a thing where you're getting money from your friend, how about you just register it as charity so it could be a tax write-off for William or something? Something, because that's cash, girl. Period. Yo, your tuition went up 30%. Mm-hmm. Mm. You better That's get your lot. ass in class. <laughs> Shit. So, um, but she gives the money back anyway, and he goes back to buying those history statue- statues he loves so much. <sighs> but um, next we see Joan coming back into the house from her trip to Cannes, the Cannes Film Festival, acting all bougie. And she had a pretty good trip with Brock. So Lynn's in the house right now using her internet, not working on a proposal like she said she would. She's just watching Bangkok videos of live sex shows. Hmm. And I put, I think Lynn might have some kind of ADHD or something. Hmm. So that's the first thing I thought. Um, but they never explore it. They just show her like, okay, you're supposed to work on your proposal, but you're watching videos online. It's happened to all of us. Mm-hmm. But Lynn does this a lot. It happens a lot with her, mm-hmm. you know? So that's when I kind of got some huh, clues that mm-hmm. they should explore this a little more. But um, she mentions to Joan that in order to finish her proposal, that's only in her head right now. She's going to need a couple more weeks to live with Joan because the internet there is great. 
And Jones says she can't stay there. And she says she can't afford to house Lynn, which I know that's a lie. That's a lie. I know that's a lie. Joan, I know you lying. You got bread. You ain't even paying for that house. What, only property taxes? Yes, the house is paid off. She's just paying to have it where it is. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like maintain, girl. Yeah. Please. So she don't even want Lynn to pay her. She don't even care about that. And Lynn blames her broke situation on her parents and being adopted. Do you have any idea what it's like living your whole life knowing your parents just got rid of you? Hey, I prayed every day that my sharecropper parents would pass me off to some rich white city folk. <laughs> there are millions of people who have been adopted and they still manage to get their work done. Well, I'm sorry if I can't abandon my abandonment issues. <laughs> but it don't work. I mean, a lot of adopted people are doing what they're supposed to be doing in life. Yeah. And, and, you know, Joan gives her some tough love and tells her to stop hiding in other people's guest rooms and get on with your life. Mm-hmm. So she leaves and uh, we see Tony and Joan. Tony's sitting there watching the video, the sex show on the laptop. I, I guess it's not Lynn's laptop. It might be Joan's. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Tony's mesmerized by this sex show. And Joan looks over at her and says, I don't know why you're sitting there looking at that porn when you know she's going to head over to your house. Mm. Tony gets the fuck up and runs out of there. And that's exactly where she went. That's where Lynn went. And we find, we get to see, like, um, Tony's hallway where the elevator is. It's cute. It looks really upscale. Mm-hmm. Almost like a hotel. Mm-hmm. And she's at the door. She's telling Todd, who was, is presumably inside, that Tony said it was all right for her to live there. Mm-hmm. And that's when Tony comes off the elevator and walks over to the door pushes Lynn down and runs to the apartment and says, sorry, Lynn, already got one broke roommate. I don't need another. (laughs) So, yeah, Todd's still broke. It's a through line. It's something they're still continuing. Mm -hmm. And so Lynn turns to leave and Tony opens the door and says, "Um, Lynn, sweetie, wait. And Lynn turns around all happy (laughs) and Tony gives her a big bag of trash (laughs) and says, throw this in a chute on your way out. Mm-hmm. so then she goes to williams and tries her luck there and she still has her key yeah she does she could have been in there yeah but you know he has the um that other lock on there the chain mm-hmm. shit well if you need somewhere to sleep during the day you know you don't want to sleep in a shelter a lot of times they make you leave those shelters during the day yeah so she needs somewhere to sleep while he at work Mm-hmm. you know that's a that's an option but anyway william and vasco are standing there mm-hmm. <laughs> so he says in the words of edgar Allan poe nevermore so then she has to move on and she goes to maya's and maya hears her knocking at the door and just turns off all the lights in the house it's funny <laughs> it's very like black people-ish because you know when we hear like Jehovah's Witnesses or turn that shit off. <laughs> you get real still and quiet. Until they leave. Did they leave? You see, okay, they left. So Lynn says, Come on, Maya, I'll pay you rent. So Maya turns the lights back on and she's like, four hundred a month? And the lights go off again. <laughs> and she says, Okay, five hundred and the lights come back on. And before Maya opens it though, she wants to see the cash. Mm-hmm. so she like waves it in front of the window and that's when uh, maya unlatches the door and lets her in her new residence there's only one bedroom though so i mean i don't know i don't know if i would have brought her in i understand she needed the money maya needed the money 
but I'm weird about space. Like, you know, I'm that kind of person. Like, I want to bring everybody in. But if you're going to be in my face every five minutes and I don't got enough privacy because you're there with me, I I can't. I agree. I think Maya already has to has a little bit of privacy because she has to stay in the living room pretty much. So mm-hmm. did her and Lynn sleep on the same pullout couch or where did I'm Maya- pretty sure where else would she have slept? Wow, that's crazy. Can you imagine you already got the pullout couch you're sleeping on and now your space just got cut in half? Uh You can't even spread out like you want to. I mean, you did get $500. Mm. I don't know. You should have just took the money from William and kept your space. That's what I said. Like, girl, you out here got too much pride for me. Mm -hmm. Next day, Maya and Jabari are getting ready to go they're getting the day started lynn is on the couch bed it appears that she's being lazy watching cartoons it sounds like cartoons mm-hmm. but that's when maya throws down some ground rules i need the bathroom from 6 30 to 7 30 if you're in there during those times you're gone okay because they got to get ready yep. and they don't they can't have you clogging up the bathroom with your with your poo or your your body mm-hmm. <laughs> so you have to wait on that if she violates that rule she's gone and Maya leaves and Lynn gets up to get some food and I never remembered this see this this episode is fuzzy for me all I remembered was Maya's school stuff I remember that stuff but I don't remember this mm-hmm. but um Lynn gets up to make some food after Maya leaves and Maya comes back she's like wait I forgot something and Lynn kisses her on the lips and says a kiss goodbye <laughs> I was like wait what <laughs> yeah she's hilarious i can't (laughs) and it's like this is extra funny to me because we know that lynn isn't like a lesbian or anything it's just like her just like doing too much it's like i don't know if she's being funny or she like missed the social cue of like nah that's not what she forgot (laughs) like you thought she was gonna come all the way back for your kiss and be like yep that's what i forgot bye oh my god she's like bitch no i forgot my son and if you ever kiss me like that again you're gone (sighs) and um she also said if you don't finish your proposal before the month is up you're gone that's a wrap for that so they get back home later on and lynn is still in the bed watching tv Mm -hmm. as if like she never left Mm-hmm. and maya says hey lynn how was your day lynn says eh she's like how was your proposal she's like eh and this happens like three days in a row mm-hmm. so what did you think when you saw this what was your first thoughts i was like here lynn go again falling into old patterns procrastinating mm. yeah she definitely is procrastinating the first thing i thought and i and I've seen this episode before. It's just been a long time. But when I recently watched it, the first thing I thought was, oh, shit, Lynn's depressed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's And it. this was before it got to that part where she says that maybe like later on in the episode, because, you know, like laying in bed all day is a sign of depression, mm-hmm. not facing the world, not wanting to get up and do stuff to face the world because you're afraid or scared of rejection or failing like this is a way that depression manifests itself. It's not just crying, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it could look like this, but they don't really explore that, but we'll move on. We'll move on and get to that part of the episode later. 
I love in the scene that the the fact that Jabari keeps throwing his backpack on the ground. Did you did you notice that? Mm-hmm. And Maya keeps tripping over it. <laughs> That's such a kid's <laughs> thing to do. They just drop their shit wherever. So next we see Joan and Tony are at the spa. Joan's like, you know, um, what's cool about today is I don't have to pay for any of my broke friends. And she looks over at Tony and goes, oh, sorry, Tony. But Tony said, I'm not broke, Todd is. And she said, I got money. God bless the Tony child who has her own. Who got her own? Something like that. It's, you know, whatever. Yeah, we, we, we get the gist of it. Yeah, but Tony, if, you, if your nigga is broke, then you're broke. Exactly. Right. And this ain't just a nigga nigga. Like, you married this dude. This ain't like a dude you just dating and he broke. Right. And y'all like, nah. You got his last name. Unless your pockets is really, like, on swole. Like, on swole yeah. swole then yeah if your nigga broke you broke yeah <laughs> y'all got the same debt yeah but at that moment a lady comes up and she lets tony know that her card has been declined and she asks for another card so tony takes that card back and reaches in her purse and says uh joan <laughs> joan and mm-hmm. signaling for joan to pull out her own card mm-hmm. i'm like damn that's crazy damn I thought she said she she wasn't broke. Lying. Look like you is. Mm. That's fucked up. Tony's Tony's embarrassingly broke because that's in public. Mm-hmm. But now we're back at college. Uh, Maya's trying to register for classes now that she has uh, lens money. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we meet another mean counterperson. Mm-hmm. This lady is saying that. Maya girl, you got the money, but... Your transcript doesn't work out for us. Why? Why? <laughs> because <laughs> you didn't take the prerequisite courses. So you got to start over, baby girl. I'm sorry. What you want me to do? I got to go to lunch. <laughs> she do say that. And it's like, she took the classes, but the classes, the colleges that she took them from don't rock with the, the school she's trying to go to right now. It was it was from schools that like y'all remember them Romeo commercials? It was from schools <laughs> like <laughs> it was from schools like that. What is this shit called? Oh my god, hold on, I gotta look that up. I need to hold on. Oh god, it's really escaping me. ICDC or some shit. Yeah. LMLP or something. Yo, so those I don't man, I don't even know if I remember those commercials. It was ICDC College, which that's not somebody, something somebody made up or some shit. But we had some in in Florida. I don't know if it was. Oh, it wasn't DeVry. It was shout, out, shout out to all my niggas who went to DeVry. Shout out to y'all. <laughs> oh, no shame. College is college. Get your education. Better yourself. Okay. I'm just, we just talking about the commercials. It's the commercial quality. Mm-hmm. That was real crazy. And they had a jingle, too. Did they have a song? You want me to fly the shit in? I don't know if I could play it, because that's like a company and shit. I don't want to get sued. Um, (laughs) I don't want them to think that we're doing an ad or some shit. Um, The commercial that used to air on BET. They used to show these type of commercials during BET. Yes, I found it. Everest. Y'all know Everest College? Everest, yes. Yes. With the black dude who's like, what you doing right now? 
You sitting here watching TV? Uh-huh. <laughs> you're sitting on the couch, you're watching TV, and your life's passing you by. You keep procrastinating over and over. Well, maybe I'll go to school next year, or maybe next semester. No, do it right now. They'll work with you after work, or you can go before work. You can do whatever you need to do to graduate. Go talk to somebody right now. They out to help you. You spend all day on the phone anyhow. Why don't you make a phone call that's going to help you in your future? All you got to do is pick up the phone and make the call. Why are you making it complicated? It's easy. I'm like, bitch, I'm in high school. Sir, um, I have volleyball to attend. Excuse me? <laughs> what you doing? Oh, I bet you sitting there watching this commercial. What you what you gonna do? You ain't doing nothing. He was very aggressive. I didn't like his tone. Yeah, that wasn't a good approach, Everest. I don't know who's listening from Everest, but that don't make me want to go to college because I think he gonna be there and I don't want him. <laughs> I ain't going to that college. He out here yelling. <laughs> So damn. Like you're not my father, okay? You're not my father. <laughs> but those are the type of schools, no no shade that Maya got her prerequisites from and the lady's being really mean about it. She's being really bitchy. And so Maya Maya tries the whole tries a sister girl. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She's trying to sister girl. All right, come on, girl. Come on, Lucy Roof. Sister, woman, child of God. Come on, mama. Girl, you know how hard it is for a black woman out there trying to make it on her own, scratching and surviving? Look, I need this job, and I'm not about to lose it trying to hook a sister, child, woman of God up. I mean, I'd be, I was like, yo, I see, I see what you mean. Like, I feel you, girl. So she has to start back as a freshman. I'm thinking, can't she just figure out what schools take those credits and try to apply to those schools instead? That's what I was saying. Are the, are, are the schools so bullshit that, like, most they're not they're not good schools yeah that a lot of schools ain't taking them and they and the schools that do take them remember they have to match up with what it is that she wants to do uh this school thing is so I feel ghetto like if you finna go to um what is it the the monrova institute of typing <laughs> there's some there's another equal school that's gonna take them prerequisites <laughs> like you don't gotta go to this whatever this college is go look for another one so you don't gotta start over gosh but uh mean counter lady goes on her um her lunch she don't give a fuck so mm-hmm. that's when we see maya go back to her car and she's crying in the car with some dramatic guitars playing over it it's yeah. really sad yeah it actually it feels like she's gonna say all my life i had to fight <laughs> all my life. <laughs> but she don't say nothing she just keep crying uh, she said that she should be a junior. Yeah. So. Yeah. Damn. That's a long. That's time. two years of of credits that you got to redo. Yeah, that's a lot. I'm not gonna hold you. And it's like, yeah, that this is when you really have to weigh out the pros and cons. And is what you is what you are going to school for is it worth the amount of money that you would be making? Especially considering that William looked like he finna throw out bonuses left and right. I mean. Yeah, he's your boss. Like. And he don't know what else to do with his money, right? Right. So. Mm. I know something you can do with your money. How about give Maya a raise? Mm-hmm. How about sponsor a bitch? Like, do, something. do her job or something. Shit. He already paying her, what, twice as much? As yeah, but Maya Joe? says later on that it still ain't enough. Mm. Maybe he need to up it to three times as much. Why not? Yeah. yeah, That's something he can definitely do with his money. Instead of paying for $5,000 pens. Exactly. So adding insult to injury, 
Maya goes back to her house at the end of the day after having that hard ass day with those mean ass people and Lynn is there on the couch again I think this is like day four yeah and you know it's hard I get where Maya's coming from she looks and see this person who has a million degrees and she can't even get one right now and Lynn has what five masters and she ain't even doing shit with her life mm-hmm it's like seeing a rich person not know what they have or like mm. <laughs> hate their mansion when you don't even have a house or something. They don't even realize how much potential that they could be fulfilling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so Maya walks in and she sees that and she's kind of upset. She don't really say nothing. But Lynn says she wants to talk. But Maya don't want to talk. She's had a bad day. But Lynn talks to her anyway and says, I finally figured it out. And Maya's like, what, your proposal? And she's like, no. I'm a depressive. See, I have this fear of failure, which then snowballed into an anxiety disorder, which left untreated turned into full-blown depression. And I believe it. Mm -hmm. I believe it. I called it earlier in the episode. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing. Like, I get where Maya's coming from. From Maya's perspective, it looks like a lazy person on her couch. Yes. But they don't take her depression seriously. Yes. We also have to think about the times, too. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I just hate that. Ugh. It's an opportunity that could have been to teach, you know, the audience and everyone out there that depression isn't just someone like Maya, like crying in her car. Like, mm-hmm. that's not the only way to show depression. Mm-hmm. But it's just looked at as like, you're lazy. Um, they also wish they would have made Lynn's response not as comedic mm, and yeah. a bit more serious. Because now it kind of is just like looking like a joke. Like, oh, yeah, she's saying she's depressed. The way she responds to it and stuff. Yeah, like I get that, you know, they don't want to make it too heavy, but they could have made her say it and be a little bit more serious with with what she was saying. Mm -hmm. Real quick, am I the only one? I forgot to say this, but Mm -hmm. a few scenes ago, right before Maya laid down the ground rules, did it just me or did Jabari say fucked it up too? Did he not just say that? No, no. What did he say? Someone hogged the bathroom. Funked it up, too. (laughs) No, he said funked it up. So Lynn went into the bathroom and took a dump and funked up the bathroom. Oh, okay. Chad, I rewinded that shit like five times. I said, did did that? (laughs) No, no. I caught it as soon as he said it. I knew exactly what he said. Um, Hmm. But anyway... Lynn apologizes and says, sorry, I didn't clean up the mess today. I I had a really hard day. And that's when Maya goes off. She's like, you had a hard day? Mm -hmm. (laughs) She's like, no, hard for Lynn Searcy is getting up before noon. Hard for Lynn Searcy is figuring out what TV show to watch. Hard for Lynn Searcy is deciding whether or not to take a shower that day. And today you made the wrong decision. She's going really Angela Bassett on on Lynn right now. I don't know what scene, what movie, but this is so Angela. Oh, it's definitely laying down, laying down what she thinks of you and telling you about yourself. Absolutely. (laughs) And it's like a shaky voice like the, (laughs) you ain't never. (laughs) It's it's given waiting to exhale telling your nigga off as fucking white bitches i don't know what's love got to do with it one of them johns (laughs) (laughs) but you know i see as as much as maya's ignoring lens possible depression i see where she's going i see where she's coming from 
but she's also wrong for going this hard on her yeah and then she called her like a lazy bum or something i'm like oh someone's yeah fancy. and this, i think this is a scene where she goes i don't respect you Oop. and i don't she's like you're lazy and i don't respect you mm. that that the line delivery was great yes and i i get how she feels but it's just like can we just stop right now and just assess what's going on like ask her why mm-hmm. ask her why she can't lynn can't do what she needs to do let's let's get to the root of that instead of just being like you're lazy mm-hmm. and that's it and it's like she she laid it down herself when she said hard for lynn is getting up before 12 noon it's like yeah because she depressed that's why it's exactly hard. There you go, right there. Say it slower. Just say it slow. Say it slower. Mm-hmm. And you know, and it, it, she talks about Maya talks about her own issues too, about getting up every day, having to you know deal with her kid, and going to a job that doesn't pay her enough every single day. Mm. I'm like, damn. Then you get did just get a raise. And That's shit? what I'm like, saying. Damn. That nigga not paying you. Then what the fuck was Joan paying you? Right. <laughs> if you're not paying you enough, but then. now she's a single mom. She she didn't have like back then. She had oh she boy was living with um Darnell. Yeah, so not having that much money wasn't a problem. Mm-hmm. But you know, this is a black show, so you know, black people don't think there's such thing as depression. You just lazy mm. and get out of bed, pull yourself up by your bootstraps, is what they say. Mm-hmm. And fucking get it together. <laughs> mm. But um, yep, she says I don't respect you. She walks away, and Lynn says, that's no way to talk to a depressed person. And you hear the laugh track, and I'm like, damn, they got the laugh track? This shit ain't funny. Yeah, they making it mad. I think they didn't want to, because of the times, the writers didn't want to make it OD heavy, because they don't know. Old dog, yeah. Yeah, old dog, old dog heavy. (laughs) As an insider. (laughs) Oh, dog heavy because they didn't know like how to approach it. Like you know when something is not awkward and you just start laughing, not because it's funny, but just because mm-hmm. it's awkward. Um, I think it's something like that. Like oh well, we don't yeah. know how to like work this in, so let's just like make it funny or lighthearted. And probably also because they didn't want to like take the funny out of the episode. Yeah, they didn't. They wanted to like they hear Maya being serious, so they can't have them both being serious right now. They need some kind of like something to bring it back mm-hmm. and so they use lynn as her little jokes to kind of bring it back to that funny sitcom thing mm-hmm. so next up lynn is at blue with william cl- complaining about maya talking about she's hiding uh meat in all the meals knowing damn well lynn's vegetarian mm. but she says that uh she ate a roll of cookie dough don't cookie dough got eggs in it <laughs> Yeah, but remember, she's vegetarian, not vegan. Ooh, you're right, you're right, you're right. You're yeah. Right. My bad, my bad, my bad. Good call, good call. Um. <laughs> I, I, I thought that too at the first. I was like, oh, no, 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 I forgot. She's vegetarian, she's not, not vegan. vegan. Right, right, right. Yeah, not that extra shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she keeps complaining to William, and William eventually gets tired of her venting, and, she, and he throws an olive from his drink, and it hits her in the head. And he lets her know what's up with Maya and what Maya had to deal with that day. You know, Maya went to enroll for school today and found out she's got to start all over again. You know what she's going to do? She's going to roll up her sleeves and she's going to do it. And you know why? Because sometimes people get knocked on their ass and they still find a way to get back up and keep going. You hadn't even been knocked down yet. You can't get up. 
What the hell are you doing? And Lynn says um, she has moved on with her proposal because she feels like all her ideas suck. And he says, then you keep writing until they don't suck anymore. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Lynn goes back to Maya's house, looks through the window, and sees Maya just working hard, doing laundry, throwing a book at Jabari. <laughs> just like, yeah. She, she opens she, the book, like, get the fuck out of here. I don't <laughs> want to talk to you. Just read this fucking book and leave me alone. Like, it looks really harsh the way she do it. Do your homework and go. Yeah. And she's cooking dinner at the same time. And Lynn walks in, and that's when Maya tells Jabari to go to his room so they can talk, so her and Lynn can talk. And Lynn apologizes and says the last thing she wanted to do was lose Maya's respect. Mm. And Lynn says that she's going to get her stuff and she's going to leave. But Maya says, nah, it's cool. You can stay. And Lynn's like, oh, thank God, because I really didn't have anywhere to go. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. It's good that they patched things up, though. Like, you know, we're still not tapping into the fact that she's depressed, but good that they patch things up so she's doing um lynn wants to do a documentary on single mothers called lives in the balance mm-hmm. which was the name of her aids documentary yes and they mentioned that but it could be called that right it definitely be called that it could be like a series a like series. an anthology or something yeah like uh true life mm-hmm. like true life colon blah, i'm blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. it'll be lives in the balance colon single whatever, moms you know in the colon hiv yeah mm. see you need people around you lynn that can feed you some kind of you know sprinkle that creativity yes get the juices flowing Hmm. so she wants maya to be her first interview and maya says well if it's not paying if it's not a paying gig i don't got time she said like, i gotta make dinner for my son and she's like well i can't pay you but if i get this grant i can move out sooner and she's like, damn. Well, in, case, in that case, Jabari got Skittles. <laughs> so she decides to do the interview. Mm. So uh, Tony and Joan are at Skia. And uh, they're talking about how Joan had to pick up the tab earlier at the spa. Yeah. So Tony is like, I'll pick up the tab. And then she's like, Joan, you can get, you know, whatever you want. And then Joan is like, okay, I'll get the chicken. And then Tony is like, ooh, your nigga must like bitches this husky because you're going to get the most fattening thing on the menu. And then Tony is like, oh, well, okay, I'll just get like an appetizer. And then Tony is like, yeah, and then we'll get water, tap, and then we'll share that appetizer, right? Obviously to make the bill as low as possible because she about to she about to pay on some manipulative shit Uh uh-huh uh-huh and then joan goes all right i'll pay or something like that and then tony goes oh well you know what then i'll have the chicken Ooh, ooh, like girl (laughs) and joan don't even get it until like toward the end of the scene like you don't see what this woman's trying to do Mm mm-hmm slow as hell so (laughs) yeah that's the end of the episode Next up is our oh hell yes moment of the episode. So Etsy, what's your oh hell yes moment? I have two and they're both by Mr. William, which is like very, very surprising because William don't be having a whole hell yes for nothing from me. But one (laughs) of them, (laughs) one of them was when he was offering Maya the money, even though she didn't take it. It was still a very nice gesture. And he was trying to cover it up and act like it was a grant. 
Very, very nice. And then the second one was also regarding Maya. When he told Lynn, I wrote it down. He said, Lynn, you haven't even been knocked down yet. And you already can't get up. I said, I know that's right. You better come through, Pastor William. Oh, hell yes. I know that's Pastor right. Pastor William. Oh, I don't know about that. Pastor. Oh, no. We'll wait on that. The jury's still out on that one. But those were some good lines from William. And it's funny because those are not my oh, hell yes moments. Mine's a little off the beaten path. I do pick ones that are off the beaten path often, but... This might be a little controversial, but I like I like this uh, this line when Maya says to Lynn, "I don't respect you." Mm. I love that line delivery. Mm. I don't know. It made me it made me kind of shudder. Like like you know like in uh, Lion King mm-hmm. when uh, when somebody go Mufasa <laughs> like that. It was like ooh damn i felt that shit okay golden Mm -hmm. i felt it so i i literally might have said oh hell yes when she said it it was that good Mm -hmm. she said you're lazy chill oof oof and then she strutted off i was like girl what you doing very angela bassett very so yeah that was my oh hell yes moment and you know i have some um i have some tweets about the episode some interesting ones dang i got four of them usually i pick three but i have they're so good well fuck it we're gonna make it four beep beep happy holidays <laughs> happy holidays <laughs> whatever that means um here is this is a busy fan easy mm-hmm. on twitter says i'm with maya I do not respect lazy people like Lynn. You got all them degrees and an able body, but rather sit on your ass and mooch off other people. Girl, go to hell. Damn, Beezy. Damn, Beezy. What the fuck did Lynn do to you? <laughs> she got to go to hell? <laughs> well, I mean, she probably be too lazy to make her way done. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> she was like what the hell I gotta go shit she's gonna be like damn bitch I think it's too hot over there Mm-mm. I don't know about all that next Jake from State Farm's baby mama says Lynn tells Maya she's depressed and Maya says lol I don't give a fuck plus you're not even depressed you just lazy and I don't respect you why are y'all friends with people like this Mm. like imagine going through a horrible depression episode and your friend calls you a bum and tells you to stop whining Mm. all these characters are trash LMAO oh Mm. dang I mean that's just of the times between that and William being some type of low-key trump supporter conservative motherfucker Mm -hmm. and um yeah it's just is what it is (laughs) uh next up non g underscore one says just finished watching that episode in season four of girlfriends where maya tries to register and she's told that tuition fees increased she's missing credits and has to start over University admin will really show you your ancestors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They really will. And lastly, OG Quiche says, I just told someone in my comments Maya's mouth be too much sometimes. Like when Lynn said she was depressed and Maya said that she didn't respect her, I would have whooped her ass in her own dusty ass house. Mm. I don't know if that's the smartest decision because then she's going to kick you out. You ain't got nowhere to go. But I feel mm. you good call good call 
But yeah, you know, I see both sides of it because Maya, Maya don't know. Maya just sees a person on her couch who has more opportunities than she has. Yeah. She doesn't know about depression or what it looks like. Yeah. Mm. so that's that that is the episode make sure you go on to apple Podcasts, rate review and subscribe so that every time we release an episode you will know it will pop up right in your notifications and um our next episode is called and baby makes four up oh, up oh, there's a baby oh not the baby a baby you know what oh not the baby or little baby or Baby Bash. Or Young Baby Tate. Oh, I don't know that one. Yeah. That must be some Zoomer shit. You know, she's like a uh, uh, a new rapper coming up. Yeah. Oh, not Bad Baby, though. Not Bad Baby. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's that one. Um, and Baby Makes Four. If you guys don't remember, let me let me give you a teaser so you can be here next week. William's sister and his her sister's partner are having a baby, which is William's nephew son. Yes. So that's the one we'll be talking about next week. Make sure you go on if you want to chat about girlfriends at Hell Yes Girl on Twitter. If you want to talk to Etsy Row at Etsy Row on Twitter. And until next time, I'm Nettie Smith. And I'm Etsy Row. And we will see you next week. <laughs>